Happy Monday, and welcome to I'm Not Gay, My Wife Is. I'm your host, Sheridan, and it's been a minute since I've said that because I've been completely MIA for I don't even know how long, but within somewhat good reason. So all in all, I do apologize for being out, especially for those of you who have reached out to me, like personally asking me when I'm going to put out a new episode. Here I am. Sorry it's taken me so long. But a little bit of an explanation. The first, so I graduated, which we talked about that already. But I also accepted a new job and drum roll. I moved 850 miles from my wife in South Carolina all the way up to Massachusetts, where I've mentioned before is where we end up, we want to live, it's where we want to end up. Uh, but it's been a tough few, I guess I've been here for about two months now. It's been tough, especially being away from Sarah and, um, you know, while they're in school and stuff like that. But um, we're making it through. We're making it. But it's just been a really, uh, it's been a fun transition. It's been a weird transition going from, like, being up each other's asses every single day to, like, FaceTiming every free minute that we get. Um, which also leads me into the fact that I have, like, no free time. <laughs> uh, I accepted a really awesome job that I'm really actually enjoying a ton, um, as an event manager in a venue up here. Um, it's a beautiful venue right on the water. I love the people that I work with. So far, so good on that front, but because of it, I literally have no free time. Um, <laughs> so in two months, I've seen Sarah once, uh, but she's going to be here in, like, two weeks ish and we're about to celebrate our first anniversary yay so we're really really excited about that and she'll be here for thanksgiving and then um we're gonna leave for our honeymoon in december as like a belated honeymoon type of a deal but anyways um i decided i wanted to start recording again because I needed a purpose and needed something to do. Um, and also, like, I've ran into a lot of conversations the last few weeks that have made me think about recording, have made me, like, consider going back to, like, regularly, like, recording and stuff like that. And so I just was like, you know, I think I just need to, <laughs> I just need to do it. I just need to make myself do it. So here I am. I'm going to be better about it, I promise. Um, but just to kind of go into those conversations, I've had a few people like kind of come out recently. Like I can think of like four or five people off the top of my head within the last two months that I've, that have either come out to me or I have heard from, you know, people that, you know, trust me that, you know, they've come out to them. And, um, it's just been kind of crazy because it's like, most of these people I kind of clocked because, not going to lie, my gaydar is impeccable. <laughs> but, like, they're people that you didn't really expect to come out, and they did. And, you know, a big question that I get is, like, well, what advice do you have, you know, to, they want to tell their parents, or they want to tell, you know, their teammates, or their classmates, or their best friends, or whatever. Like, what advice do you have? And, you know, I, I really only have one set of one really good set of advice and that's you know 
prioritize your list. Like who are going to be easy tells, like who are going to be your little victories and who are going to be a little tougher and do those little victories first, like build your community. We're not called the LGBTQ plus community for nothing. Like it's a community and you need to build it. You know, you need to build your own personal community, straight, gay, whatever. You need to build your own community before you get into those hard conversations. You need to make sure that you have a place to go at the end of the day. But, like, I started thinking about that. And I was like, you know, so that's harder for some people than others. You know, especially down south. Like, sometimes the people that you, like, trust and confide in to be your community, the people that you would think wouldn't let you down, are the ones who do end up letting you down. You know, they're the ones that, you know, will make the comments like, well, I don't feel comfortable. Or, you know, say, like, I love you, but I don't love the sin. Which, that's just bullshit. You know, it's it's bullshit. You can't say, I love you, but I don't love the sin. And then turn things around and distance yourself from that person. Because you either love somebody or you don't. You either love somebody fully or you don't. You love them for what you think are their flaws. Or you don't. I mean, that's just point blank, period. I would much rather personally have somebody come up and say, nope, I am totally against it. And I'm totally against you. Because at least you know where they stand. If they just drop you completely, then you're like, okay, I get it. Cool. That's not somebody I need to have in my corner. But having somebody that's super half-assed, like, I love you, but I hate the sin. That's just... It, there, it leaves too much room for question. You know, now... Do I have to worry about telling you things about my life? Do I have to worry about telling you things about my partner? About the friends that I make who might also be queer? Like, do I need to worry about telling you these things? Are you judging me with every word that comes out of my mouth? And in my experience, most of the time, yeah, they are. Those types of people are 100% judging. And I don't even know that it's their fault. You know, I think it's their fault that they're not learning and evolving, but I don't think it's their fault that they were taught that it was okay to say something like that. That it was okay to be somebody who is okay with telling somebody that they only love them halfway. That they don't love them fully. And they use religion or they use their upbringing as an excuse for not learning and not growing as a person. And I don't know, I just think it's bullshit. I really do. I just think it's complete bullshit. And it's not fair. It's not fair to anybody who's trying to live true and authentically as themselves. And I think that by being that type of person that only loves somebody halfway, that only loves somebody when it's convenient, essentially, is also harboring that person. It's keeping that person from being open to loving relationships and friendships and companionships. By saying I'm only going to love you halfway, you're taking away part of your own potential to love and to be loved. Some of my very, very best friends aren't queer at all. Like, they're as straight as they come. But they love me full-heartedly and wholly as a person. They love my partner full, like wholeheartedly and fully as a person. There is no, I love you, but I hate the sin. And trust me, the few people that I had in my life who said that aren't in my life anymore. And it's because I got to a point where I learned that that's not good enough. And I deserve more than that. 
And I understand that it gets a little bit harder whenever those types of people become or turn into your family. You know, are those people your mom or your dad, your grandparents, aunts, uncles, in-laws even? That gets harder, you know, because then you run into the whole, you know, oh, it's okay, cut your family off. Well, we all know that that's easier said than done. You know, I'm in a really, I have a really weird relationship with my mom. Um, a lot of stuff has kind of gone on and people are always telling me like, well, why do you keep, why, why are you keeping that relationship going? Why are you keeping that relationship going? Because every so often something comes up and it always ends up being my fault. It always ends up some, being something that, you know, she doesn't ever take credit for. And I'm the one who ends up hurt. And so people are always telling me, you know, why do you, why do you do that? Why do you keep it coming? Like, why do you keep that relationship? And some days I have a really good answer lined up in my head and some days I don't because sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't know why the fuck I do this to myself. But I do because she's my mom and she's family and I do, I keep her on a tight leash or, you know, or long leash or I don't even know what the saying is, but like I keep her at arm's length. Um, but I do still have a relationship with her and it's because... I think if I were to psychoanalyze myself, I don't have a ton of family, and so I'm, like, very attached to the ones that I have, or at least attached to a point. Um, so I know that it's harder, it's easier said than done. It's, it's hard to do. It's hard to cut off family, especially when they're the ones who have told you that they're going to love you unconditionally, and then whenever you tell them something like this, and they change their mind, and you've been told for you know, anywhere from 15 years to 30 years, depending on whenever you came out, that they were going to love you unconditionally and then they changed their mind. It's hard. It's really, really hard. Because that's somebody that, that's, that was your support system. Those were people that told you that they were going to love you regardless and told you they were never going to leave you and were never going to drop you as a child. And, and then they, they do. And that's hard. It's so, so hard. But... There's, uh, so Sarah and I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, and one of RuPaul's, like, big sayings is, if they ain't paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. And, like, it's so true, you know? But, like I said, I, I have a relationship with my mom that, right now, it's very good. We're doing well. But there are some days where I have to remind myself, she's not paying my bills, so I don't need to pay her any mind. You know? So I will leave her on red or ignore a phone call, or, you know, not visit her when she wants me to visit her, because I have to make those decisions for myself, and in the case of my relationship with my mom, it's something that I have to do, like, as the situation arises. Now, my relationship with my mom has nothing to do with me being queer, it has nothing to do with my relationship, or, um, you know, my sexual preference, it has something to do with a lot bigger things, but which also kind of makes it difficult to compare. But what I have noticed with friends, and um, I've mentioned that, like, my dad and my stepmom are, while they're coming around, they are also very much, I love you, but not the sin type of deal. Uh, very Southern Baptist in their ways. And so if you can't cut somebody off completely, because I couldn't cut my dad off completely, unless he gave me a real reason to, which he hasn't, um, he's still shown up to everything, uh, whether he, like, loves it or not. He still shows up. He's still there. You can cut people off of certain situations. And I know that's tough, but you can fill them with other people who want to be there. 
So my community has grown so much over the last six years between college and the time that I graduated and these two years after graduation, my community has grown so much. You know, I used to have, you know, my dad was, you know, 10 people in my life and now he's down to like being four people in my life. And those other six people have filled in in those roles. You know, I have people who can, who I can go to when I have questions about different things about being in a relationship and about being a good partner. I have people that I can go to about, you know, building my own community, about finding friends in the area and, and doing different things like that. And I think that's super important to remember that you can do that. That's okay. It's okay for one person to be just that one person and then you to fill it in. And trust me, I know that's so easy to say and it's hard to do. I, I just moved to a new area and I have no friends. I've been here for two months and have not met anybody. Um, so shout out to anybody from New England. If you guys want to meet up, let me know because I've got nobody. But I don't know. It's just it's important to know that you do have people in your corner. I'm in your corner. If you ever need anything, anybody to talk to, like shoot me a DM on Instagram. You know, shoot me a give me a call if you have my number, text, whatever you need to do because... I want to be there for you. You know, I would want somebody to be there for me, and so I want to be there for you. And, you know, if that's something you need, just let me know. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. I don't know if I've actually made a point, but my point is, is it's okay to fill in your community as needed and to get rid of those people, or at least not maybe not get rid of them, but take some of the importance out of those people who don't love you full, fully and wholly because you don't need that. What you need in your life is somebody to love you unconditionally and wholeheartedly because we all deserve that. Every single one of us. I don't care what you've done in life. I don't care about any of the bad things that you think you've done. Like, we all deserve to be loved. We all deserve to be loved unconditionally and to feel like we're taken care of, to feel that we have that support system. So... Yeah, hopefully that makes sense. My first episode back, I had no script. I'm literally in my bathroom doing my makeup before I go to work because, again, no free time. And I just wanted to, I guess, ramble for you guys. So hopefully you made it this far. If you did make it this far, I hope you have a fantastic day and an even better week. And I hope you do something nice for yourself this week. Treat yourself. Do something that fulfills you. Go out for a drink, grab a cup of coffee, go get your nails done. Buy yourself a new sweater. It's getting to be sweater weather, which is always nice. And be thankful for yourself. Be thankful for yourself and the community that you've built around because you did that. You found those people and that's something to be proud of. So Anyways, as always, please follow me on Instagram at I'm not gay, my wife is. And, uh, yeah, I don't even remember what my outro was because it's been so fucking long. But I hope you all have a fantastic week. And please come back next week for another episode of I'm not gay, my wife is. Sending good vibes your way.